Hi guys, welcome to the From the West podcast. You're here with me, Hawa. And I'm Latifa. And this is our latest episode. Uh, oh gosh, um, this is a new week. We're back again. New week, yes sir. I mean... I, wanna, I was going to say another day, another dollar, but that has nothing to do with a new week, so never mind. Uh, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, what, are there no sayings for new week? New weeks? New week, new wonders? Well, I mean, the one I was thinking of was let's get this bread, but um, you but know, there's no with... <laughs> there's no alliteration there. That's pointless. No, but it's just um, I'm sure I've seen that tweet before, where um, I don't know if you've seen the meme of the girl crying while she's straightening her hair. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> so that's just what I thought of, like you know, tearfully. Let's get this bread. <laughs> At the beginning okay, of the week, babe. that's how I felt. Um, but enough. it went very quickly. But we digressed. Was it was a good week. It was. Um, um, it went quick enough for me. That's what I wish did. for. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be honest, quite frankly. Until I'm, you know, on the yacht in uh, Bora Bora mm. or off the coast of Nice, you know, on yeah, my you yacht. Dream girl. Um, sipping, you know, um, schlers, the the white schler. grape schler. Yes, yeah, you don't drink. That's true. Yeah, the, 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 the white schler. grape okay. schler, and Obviously. then the captain is like, "Oh, hey, madame, would you like to, um, you know, control the boat for a little bit?" And I'd be like, "Yes, thank you, captain." And then the captain lets me wear his hat, you know, in post-COVID times, and hopefully the captain doesn't have head lice. And then right. I wear the captain's hat, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm driving the boat." Okay, guys. so anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're back again, guys, with a new episode for yes. you. And yeah, new week, new pralans. We here, we here. New um, pralans. But yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, things things has been happening. Okay, not new pralans. Um, nah. Just new. Nah, th- things has been happening, um, though. <laughs> Sorry? I said things has been happening this week. Yeah, things, have, things are always happening. They are. That's why we're here. This would be pointless if things weren't happening. That's true. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, your uncle thinks your uncle just got the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Good see, old Boris, mm, eh? I didn't even want to get straight into it like that, but literally, it's just what I've just finished watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, Bojo's thinks he's slick, you know. Your yes. uncle thinks he's super slick. So what you're telling me is that from end of what January, he's been shouting that everybody should come and collect vaccine. Everybody's come and collect vaccine. They used Matt Hancock as the poster boy of the vaccine. And your uncle just getting the vaccine now. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to see if Matt died first. And if he didn't die, then he would get it. And now that he, he's okay, he's now what produced his arm for the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I find it funny, but I don't find it surprising. Because, you know, that man has the self-preserving spirit. So yeah. I knew that he was just like, yo, yo, Matt, like, you want to go first? Like, go, 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 get it. Like, I'll be no, behind you. You go, you go, you go. Like, you go, you go. I'll be, I'll be right <laughs> behind you. And then he pushed the door <laughs> and then he shut the door. So he was waiting to see if Matt would die first. Um, yeah, of course. And then, you know, he was like, okay, no, nah, he seems okay. Like, I'm sure he was doing like, you know, you know, when they do um, a, a scientific study, like the stereotype in a film where they'll be observing uh, with the tape recorder and then making notes like you know 
the date is of Friday, day. 19th day of March. Um, Matt Hancock is still alive. The subject day appears two, lucid. Matt Hancock appears <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah, subject appears uh, to still be conscious. <laughs> um, no adverse effects seen. Um, although the subject, subject seems to be lucid. talking a lot. Yes. <laughs> so... Nah, he, he doesn't surprise me. But I I mean, yeah, like, I was surprised to hear that he waited this long, but okay. You're not surprised where you were? No, I was. I mean, at least no, I, like February, March. I'm surprised too March. that he waited this long, especially because in the past couple of weeks, they keep, they've been constantly talking about, um, um, you know, how disappointed they are with the levels of um, vaccine hesitancy mm. in black and Asian communities. And it's just like, well... I mean, and at this point, I didn't even know. I didn't even know he hadn't had it until they just announced that he had. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? This yeah. whole time that he's been complaining that, you know, black and Asian communities haven't received the vaccine, you know, in the same, at the same rates that the other ethnicities have been receiving it was disappointing. I would have thought by now you yourself would have had it. You know, what did you expect? You started off, you know, last year when the vaccine or when the pandemic first started and you guys were first discussing the vaccine, you had two French doctors on national television discussing testing the vaccine in Africa first. And now you're talking about how disappointed you are in black and Asian communities. What did you expect was going to happen? Of course, we're going to be hesitant because we're scared shitless. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if history serves correctly, we have every right to be scared. Mm-hmm. Pfizer, in the 1990s, Pfizer tested um, a drug without government um, approval or patient consent. It's a, it was a drug called Troven, and they tested it in Nigeria um, on, I'm not sure what the, the test, what the, the number, the test number was mm-hmm. um, on, ch- on children. 11 children died and the ones that didn't die basically were left with like side effects such as blindness and deafness. Four years later, they tested a drug called AZT, I believe, in Zimbabwe on pregnant mothers because basically what it was supposed to do was it was supposed to um, reduce the transmission rate from um, mother to child. Mm -hmm. Um, So they did that. They did not get informed consent they informed these women of the trial and what it would consist of under duress um and the result of it was basically that a thousand babies were born hiv positive when at the time there were measures already in place that could have prevented it but they didn't use them because they were testing out this drug so you do things like that and then you want us to come and bring our arm for a vaccine Mm -hmm. i mean please to be honest like (laughs) I think as time goes on I can't lie like we're not getting out of this ghetto until people start taking it unfortunately um that's just the fact of the matter um but I feel like yeah I completely understand um why people would not want to go obviously as the leader of this country uh if you're saying something you need to back your chat you can't tell people that a vaccine is safe and you yourself have not actually taken it that's kind of that's a pile of doo-doo basically <laughs> like it's um, suspect that's poor leadership, is what it is to be honest but what I think is funny as well in this situation not ha-ha but funny as in peculiar um yet again you know 
scientists and world leaders will be saying things like, um, yes, going to test in Africa um, because, you know, it's an optimal field for this kind of thing. No, it's not. Um, Africa's, uh, you know, <laughs> a conglomerate of many nations full of innocent people. No, it is not a gigantic testing ground for your vaccine. Um, we're now in a situation where, you know, even as they're telling us in this country that, oh, we're going to have vaccine shortages, um, yeah, shortages uh, quite soon, Africa is stuck here in the bidding war between all these other Western countries who are greedy and who have bought up like millions of doses to inoculate their people over and over and still have enough left over, whereas Africa is stuck at the bottom. And the thing that bothers me is I know that, you know, even as the West will progress in eradicating this disease, they're going to leave it to run rampant in Africa. At the moment, I feel like the countries have done a good enough job in trying to restrict uh, the spread, which, you know, at the beginning, they were uh, they were writing, you know, these think pieces like, oh, why isn't um, Africa struggling more? And, <laughs> you know, we were looking at these people like they're crazy. Obviously, now South Africa is kind of, they're kind of, you know, uh, sorry, let me say that again. Obviously, right now, South Africa is in a very bad state. Um, even the variant that they have there, I think apparently the AstraZeneca is not um, efficient against that one. So who is going to save South Africa? Like, people are not even thinking of um, of Africa. But, you know, all of these things, as crazy as it is, like, I think we can kind of see it coming a mile away. Like, this is why Africa Definitely. needs to come together. Like, the leaders need to come together and just say, look, like, you know, we need to be on this thing and protect our people. Let us buy yeah. as much as we can get. Um, but the West is so greedy. Like, the colonial nations are so greedy. Oh, Just to clear things up, because I know that there will be a few people that will listen and say, okay, but then you've said one thing and then you've contradicted it with another. Just to be clear... Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that I'm not saying people shouldn't get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. You eventually you're not going to have a choice. I'm just saying, let your choice be informed Mm -hmm. because in the past, this has been the situation and this is why there's fear of not getting the vaccine. Like what, what needs to be done is rather than making accusations of, oh, why are you guys not getting the vaccine? Try to be more understanding as to the reasons behind it. Like this is the reason because we don't trust you. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is you need to try and instill a trust, which you haven't done by taking the vaccine three months after you introduced it to everybody else. You know, you're on one side, you're making accusations that the, you know, black and Asian community are not taking the vaccine at the rate that suits you. But then on the other hand, you're then restricting African countries from even getting their hands on the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, like, I just feel like in saying that I want African countries to be able to purchase, you know, the amount that they need rather than, you know, the shitty amount that the West will allow them to have is only because I want Africans in Africa to be on a level playing field with the rest of the world. Um, only because we are always kind of, we're trampled on, you know. Um, We're not thought about, we are like, we're last in the queue always. Um, So if anything that this pandemic has shown, it's that 
we need to mobilize as one to be honest like pan-africanism will be the future uh exactly i feel like this should show us like yes you guys need to i don't know like obviously i know that there's a lot of bureaucracy and like politics involved and it's not as simple as me just saying like oh yeah like avengers assemble yeah okay i know it's not that simple but you know this is where again like (laughs) i know people would think okay yeah there she goes again like y'all talking about race but institutional racism and colonialism this is like where it all ties in the colonial powers that be um you know stepping in yet again to kind of short Africa from the things that we deserve so to those people who do say okay you know okay once again it's about race because it always is about it race it is about race do you, you know, know like I mean? if it wasn't always about race it wouldn't the con- the conversation wouldn't always go there I don't even think that it should ever even be an issue that black and Asian communities aren't receiving the vaccine at the rate that suits you because it shouldn't even be a thing mm-hmm. it should just be that the statistics are this population of UK residents have received and haven't received. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should then be dwindled down to, okay, and of the people that have received it, this many are white, this many are European, this many are black, this mm-hmm. many are Asian. I don't think that really matters. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're trying to make sure that the whole country is vaccinated. The breakdown of the people who have been vaccinated is irrelevant here, in my opinion. I wouldn't say it's irrelevant, um, to be honest, because um, I do feel like at the end of the day, to me, it is still concerning that ethnic minority populations are not still taking up the vaccine. Because I feel like, one, if you have, I'm saying this on the basis of, okay, if you believe that, you know, this vaccine is safe, like it's been regulated, it's like, ready for everybody to use the problem is you know we've already seen that there's medical racism in action like on a normal day talkless of during this pandemic we've already seen ethnic minorities dying while hospitalized at like an enormous rate which is like ridiculously proportioned to the population size in this country so I do feel like at the end of the day we need to protect ourselves. Like, I don't want people to end up having to be hospitalized and then being subject to the treatment that could end up killing them, you know, from the wrong person. Um, Even though I know, like, yes, we have our concerns because we have a distrust with the healthcare system. Um, I just don't want us to end up in it, um, to kind of be subject to those conditions. But it's like, it's a double-edged sword because... It's hard because there's already a distrust in receiving vaccines. That vaccine is part of the healthcare system. So there's already a distrust level. Um, I mean, I find it, okay, I know that people will feel a type of way um, or feel like they're being targeted by the government, you know, because they're breaking everything down by race. And then that's probably going to fuel more of the conspiracies. But genuinely, I do believe like, it's not really about that. Um, no, I think for me, it's just like you constantly mentioning, you know, the black and Asian community are not taking the vaccine, mm-hmm. um, announcing it on TV so everybody can know that, oh, yes, all the black and Asian people that don't want to be vaccinated. Because honestly, that's how people are going to look at it. 
I get that. Um, and I what do. I'm saying is, how is that helping with the current situation? How is that then encouraging them to go and be vaccinated? For me, it's not helping. It's not encouraging. So why did you feel the need to announce it? Obviously, when it comes to like the administration of these things, um, when it comes to the recording of deaths, obviously, all of this data would be taken into account, would be recorded anyway. So I'm okay. sure that Fair. during the pandemic, during lockdown, when people were dying and, you know, they'll be monitoring these figures and seeing that there was like a large population of ethnic minorities dying, you know, they would have to chart that, you know, they'll have to look into that issue basically. So even with the vaccine distribution, I'm sure the same thing will be happening. Like, okay, okay, and now again, you would think, okay, if that's the case, why is that happening? So then okay. you have like people who do like grassroots education or whatever, they're part of the community. They would then have to speak to people and find out why that is. And again, um, Obviously, those people realise it's a level of distrust and there's a kind of disconnect with the system or the institution, whatever you want to call it. So I don't think it's ultimately about, oh, you know, like we're pointing the finger at you people. It's just, you know, the powers that be, the people in charge of these things need to see like why that is happening, essentially. OK, so, that's fair. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't I don't. Well, I don't see it that way, but. The thing is, I understand both sides. I yeah. just think that, you know, for me personally, maybe it's not going to be for everybody, but I know that, like, for example, as somebody who, one, takes the train every single day, um, I have to work around people from different households every single day. You know, I'm in an environment where, like, I can't work from home. So to me, like... I remember how I felt during the lockdown number one when, you know, the fear was heightened, like it was scary. Um, I think people have fallen into a lot of kind of comfort now. We're so stuck into this kind of lockdown lifestyle. I guess I don't know if people just don't see a way out or we've become yeah. too used to this lifestyle, but I want to go back to normal. I can't lie to you. And two, like, it's very scary. Um, even now, the other day I got on the bus and the driver literally let on like so many more people than usually like he should or other drivers would. And the bus was packed, like full of kids, people like you just look around and you see that one person in the corner going heh, heh. like I was just like, this is disgusting. Like, I do not feel good in this bus at all. I can't lie yeah. to you. Um, and OK, like. The vaccine is not a complete cure, but it's one step towards me feeling somewhat back to normal. Safer. Um, yeah. So then my mind started running again and I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm, I really have to think about this because eventually, like I said, the only way we're going to get out of the ghetto is through that. Um, not everybody will take it, but if you get enough people with that vaccine you're going to create herd immunity and that's the only way yeah. to get out. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, the population are going to have to be lab rats, essentially, because, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Me and you, we work in a lab, so mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to have to take it eventually anyway. But I guess we have enough information 
to make an informed decision mm -hmm. at this point. Um, when the time comes for us to eventually get it, which is probably going to be very soon. Yeah. Um, I'd just say, find out what the efficacy is for whichever brand of um, vaccine you are thinking about, you know, receiving. And just try and find out as much information as you can. I think we've said it before, but just, just try and make an informed decision. And I did say, though... Um that although yes a lot of things are linked to race they really are like the the older I get the more I learn in life the more I realize they really are so to me to be honest I don't know if it's because I'm a black person but I try not to let it um dictate too many things but when it's there like I don't think you should ignore it so yes it has yeah. made um a big component in a lot of things that have happened um of course but you I know, mean even to the extent of the Asian hate crimes that are occurring right now, like not even just what am I saying right now, like since for, for about a year now, yeah, since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so yeah. yeah, a lot of, a lot of things are about race, unfortunately. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, um, since obviously the beginning of this pandemic you had, um, there was obviously, of course, a general sense of xenophobia um, yeah. and blatant racism when people were calling it the China virus. Um, the leader of the free world at the time was encouraged in the use of that term. Um, and then you had people obviously here in this country were avoiding Chinatown. So there were so many businesses that would come on TV and like talk about how they were losing so much revenue because... Um, pre-lockdown people were avoiding their businesses um, you had Asian people being attacked on the streets um, even recently in America we've had that shooting where I believe like uh, six people were murdered um, it's really quite I mean obviously black people we've seen this kind of unraveling in our own history for like yeah decades and decades hundreds of years um but i feel like in the year 2021 even yes 2020 as well it's just really disappointing to see that people are still harboring this kind of hatred for another population of people you know um and again like i feel like we do need to mobilize and kind of speak up about these things, listen to the Asian community and obviously lend our support. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's one of those things where as black people, we kind of like sit from afar and we're just like, man, like we have danced this dance. Like we've seen this story unravel so many times. So like, I can see the hurt and the pain it's causing people. And it's one that we know only too well. It would be beautiful. And I really do hope for that in the future for, you know, um, the black diaspora, like so all the black communities um, worldwide, whether it be America and the UK um, and the Asian community to come together. Because I feel like, you know, one of the things that people forget is, yes, you know, there is, like I said, I have mentioned before, um, anti-black racism 
laced into some of these communities as well. But I feel like that is also a result of like white supremacy and racism because like essentially most of those nations, when you think about it, are also um, nations that have been colonized by the West. So, you know, places like the UK. So they've also left behind those same colonial beliefs and that racism and that hatred for black people. So those native people kind of have taken in those beliefs to sort of, I won't say elevate themselves in society, but fit in. Send, yeah, to fit in or like kind of increase their proximity to whiteness in order to not become the victims. So yeah. then you have the perpetuation of the model minority stereotypes, you know that now is already creating a divide between the black and Asian communities. Because I'm sure, especially maybe in like my grandmother's generation, like when she came to this country, um, this was probably maybe like a decade or like two after Windrush. And it was already a hostile environment for black people here. Um, Then you have people coming over from Asia who essentially be setting up all these businesses and like helping each other um so then they'd be pitted against each other so that kind of discrimination and that hate um you know it's just like festive for too long and people have carried this on for too long um i really hope that in the future we use our power to support each other because i think during the last uh black lives matter protests i did see a lot of support coming from asia you know um it was really lovely. It was really lovely to see um, yeah. that there was even, you know, protests and rallies. Like, I think in Hong Kong or somewhere else. Like, oh, it was nice. really lovely. I don't want to misquote, but yeah. Like, um, so I think we should use our voices. The only thing, again, I say is, I just don't like when people try and saddle black people with the responsibility for all social change. Um, you know, because there was like an article, I don't know if it was by, um, what's that news station? Damn, like I've forgotten the name. It wasn't CNN, but it was one of the news networks that wrote an article about how black people can help um, in the anti-Asian the anti hate campaign. And I was just like, mm, but shouldn't you be targeting Tom and Richard and Robert? Like, can you relax, please? Mm-mm. It's not everyday drag you people's, you know. Names. Yeah, it's not everyday drag black people's name is everything. Like, but then yes, why we have we solidarity. Then, like, the social, the We're social... the social justice mules, you know? Like what, for every single race? Nah. Come on. Nah, you, you need to do the work, okay? Everybody needs to do the work. But it's not black people's responsibility every time to be carrying like other people's problems. We are supporting and we are here. But it's not like oh and we yeah, can't come and carry you need to up. come and nah. Like we're not the horse pulling the carriage. Everybody no, has all. support. But we're definitely no. I mean, if you're looking for support, we're here for mm-hmm. you. We we're are here for it. But mm-hmm. for it to be left to black people to carry mm-hmm. the social justice for every single ethnic minority, it does not make any sense. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Like, I rolled my eyes when I saw that. But I was like, look, you're aiming this at the wrong population, please. Okay. <laughs> uh-uh. 
Uncle, but, work on yourselves. Yeah. You people that are causing problems in the first place, why don't you look? Why don't you look into yourselves and sort Left, it out? Right and center, you know. Mm. But I think that's the problem with the West. You know, there's all of this. Oh, but you know, it's not really our problem. Or yeah, but you know, it's not in our history. We're the ones that save people. You know, I I think that the older I get, the more I discover like how bad is this curriculum problem that I've been saying? Like, people in this country don't know shit about the history. <laughs> like, they know nothing, I'm telling you. Like, even the potato famine in Ireland, I'm only learning about this as an adult. Like, they don't teach us any of that. potato famine in Ireland. Yeah, man, read it up. Um, You know why there's such a big disconnect and, like, a kind of, not hatred, but, like, a resentment, I would say, that... um. Irish people have like for the British you know like it's mad when you I think it was about the it. whole like Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland issue yeah no but it's like I mean I can't say like I remember all the intricate details but this is something I'm only learning about like you know <laughs> as a grown-up but okay. it's all this kind of stuff and then you know they just fill the curriculum with stupid information that nobody needs why do I know, again, like, all of Henry VIII's wives? But, you know, like, no, but, like, then I, don't, I can't tell you about um, the Bengali famine and how Winston Churchill was starving Bengali people. And I don't know why these people cannot get out in this spiritual bondage with this man. No, but we keep saying like, every single episode, babe, Tudor history is just We do. It's but really, this is why, it's like, really interesting. I really, really, like, honestly, if I had, like more like personal time right now um and I wasn't working on other things like this will be on my number one agenda like we really need to change the uh, curriculum in this country because why am I spending so much time on this guy like he was one man people love to chat shit like he actually ended the war himself like he went into the trenches like he was there on the fields yeah, like you know he was saying, the one that did everything but you have to understand that when it comes to learn like history lessons here it's mm. always going to be put forward in a way that benefits the brits it's going to be biased just like i mean the way we learn about world world war 2 um mm. is that you know the Germans are the enemies and, you know, the UK swooped in and saved the day. Whereas I'm sure that's not the way it's taught in Germany. It's not. It's not. It Do was the allies I mean? and It's as taught differently in the US. Yeah. So it will be like every country will teach history how they see fit. I get that, but it's not always true. Like, I feel like in general in this country, what I've seen is there's a lack of proper information on the important things that we should know and instead of now that okay there's more journalism and there's more investigation into a lot of these historical facts like yes the Churchill thing um, and this country's history with slavery particularly now that more of that information is coming to light in the modern day people who didn't know that before and they weren't taught that at school now they just keep dismissing it as misinformation and uh, like a smear campaign towards the UK or people trying to make the UK woke. Because, you know, now they use woke as an insult. So, oh, I didn't yeah, know you know, that. now like, like, 
you know, newspapers and like old people, like, okay, I don't want to say old people because that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like uh, rude. But I mean, like, let me say uh, <laughs> the older generations okay, and better. like, not to be, you know, rude here again, but white British people keep using the word woke in the wrong context so they think it's yet, like okay yeah they think it's like people who are just kind of um you know making up facts to attack the west or attack oh. white people or you know being too like um i don't know snowflake basically okay so they now Every time you bring up, you know, the colonial past or slavery or whatever, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this is the woke brigade again, you know, <laughs> they strike again. <laughs> they're just trying to change history so again, you know, dumb. like, shut up. The woke brigade. Wow. Yeah. If only you would open a book and read and know that these things actually did happen yeah. and they were deliberately omitted from your education to perpetuate a certain image of the country you grew up in because again we live in a democracy you know and part of that is nobody's being hung for treason anymore like we don't have to lie about the past you don't have to lie about the monarchy or whatever leadership you have in the country the facts are there like it is what it is that is the fabric of the country no matter how you cut it it's going to be the same so you can either accept it and say, okay, we're not going to let this happen and move on. Or you can complain about it and say rule Britannia and like, you know, fly your flag or whatever. Nobody cares. But ultimately, this is the problem because people run around like saying all these things that are not true about this country because they've not been taught the truth. Yeah. Saying things like, oh, yeah, Churchill won the war like by himself. Oh, da, 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 like... <laughs> No, he didn't. Oh, because he was on the front line. <laughs> like, uncle, he was not there. He wasn't with you shooting in the gym. He wasn't there on the beaches, okay? My man made two two speeches and now you're, star- you're stargazing, looking into his eyes like he's your hero. Like, you need to relax, okay? Churchill was not that chick. I actually read some text um, not long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Churchill has a dark history. Yes, he does. Um... It's mad. People, you need to get informed. This guy ain't your, he's nobody's hero. No, he's not. Um, I'm not going to say, okay, there wasn't good and bad, you know, whatever. Um, But that's my point, you know, there is good and bad, like, and the bad is there. Don't shut your eyes, you know. Um, There's all this, like, misinformation, like, and not checking facts. I just don't like, you know. Um, Even in journalism, I'm always talking about this. Like, I don't like how now you know it's like journalists don't in this current age realize their power like if you print something and you say that this is the truth there's a large population of people who will take it as it is yeah and they're not gonna like look any further they're not gonna look for the sources like even that whole like um thing about Kanye West's um net worth now him being the richest black man in America in history yeah um we were all lapping it up a couple of days ago, like, yes, yes, yes. And now, like, it turns out it's not even true. Yeah. Um, You know, because 
apparently they were valuing assets that don't even exist yet because you know he's got that um, <laughs> yeah. easy by they gap were predetermining that, his billionaire yeah. status like how can you say it's gonna sell that amount they haven't the, the the factory workers haven't even started sewing yet they haven't even turned on the sewing machine yet and you're talking about it's gonna be worth four four billion how can you say that but what is that obsession with i don't know the billionaire status like I mean, like a couple months ago, maybe even a couple of years ago, I can't remember how long it was. Um, they Forbes um, printed that um, Kylie Jenner had mm-hmm. achieved billionaire status, and they, or maybe they, they, um, yeah, they debunked. I think maybe her claim at billionaire status and said, "Oh, you know, she's actually only worth nine hundred million. I mean, mm-hmm. only worth nine hundred million. Nine hundred million is a lot of money." Mm-hmm. Does it make you less important because you mm-hmm. don't have the extra hundred million that makes you a billionaire? And it's just like, why? What is this attitude when it comes to hoarding wealth? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I understand. You know, you want to ach- achieve success, and a way in doing so is having Forbes um, acknowledge your wealth. Mm-hmm for a lot of people is how they prove that they've made it or they prove that they're successful. Understood. But when it comes to someone like Jeff Bezos, for instance, um, you you just can't spend all that money. It blows my mind. I've been reading a lot about like, not wealth in general, but I've been reading a lot about these like people who, you know, they've achieved billionaire status. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them's Bill Gates. One of them was Jeff Bezos there's some psychologists that have basically tried to get some insight on the minds of, I guess, like billionaires and, you know, CEOs, executives and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was like a study in, I think it was 2010 where the study's results basically claimed that, you know, executives and CEOs make up three times more Mm-hmm. psychopaths than in the general population mm-hmm. three times three times that, that is a lot me. and mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about there's three times more psychopaths in that l- small pool of executives and ceos which makes up one percent of the whole population mm-hmm. than the remaining 99 percent and the argument to that is basically that it takes a certain mindset and a certain level of detachment from just normal human beings to be able to step on somebody to get to where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. And when you start to really deep it, someone like Bill Gates, for instance, like the Microsoft wasn't his idea. Mm-hmm. He was willing to literally fuck off his friend, his <laughs> business partner, his colleague, and take Microsoft and make it his own. Allegedly, let me say allegedly, because this was the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, his colleague ended up basically um, forming Apple in the end. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, they do things like they start foundations. Um, and like this psychologist theory was that, you know, they start these foundations to rid themselves of the, of the guilt. Mm-hmm. That, you know... They've ha- they have because they've had to trample on so many people to get to where you're going to. 
Like, mm-hmm. look at Amazon, look at Jeff Bezos, the amount of people that work in his factories or that work in his, like, companies or whatever those bloody, what are those warehouses? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that work in his warehouses that are underpaid, undervalued, um, just so that he can, what, say that he's got 160 billion. There's, there's statistics that actually state that he could actually end, end world hunger three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that amount of wealth. This is money that your kids, 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 grandkids, grandkids, grandkids can never spend. I think as well, you know, like obviously it's glorified one because I guess, you know, most societies in the West are capitalist and obviously the pursuit of money is what drives a lot of people um, when it comes to their jobs and like their personal motivations. Um, I think a lot of people also who whenever you bring this stuff up and then, you know, they sort of like berate you and say, oh, like, you know, why are you hating on someone else's life or whatever? I think a lot of people just don't have an accurate perception and understanding of what a billion like really is. Like that is a lot of money, even just one for a person to have. Like, it's just a ridiculous amount. Nobody is going to really spend that amount of money. Um, Especially not if even, it's not something countries that don't have before. that much money. Whole yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's crazy um, to think people hoard that amount of money um, when there are people who don't even know what they're going to eat today or where they're going to sleep. But again, you know, this is just the other side of the coin, like, in the world that we live in. But, no, it doesn't surprise me. It, but it's all. also that concept that, you know super rich people put out there that you know like wealth is like is the result of hard work like that's not not true (laughs) because if that was true like there's a quote that I saw that you know um if wealth was the inevitable result of hard work then every woman in Africa would be a millionaire Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying but you're not talking about how much luck and being in the right place at the right time and, you know, having a leg up has contributed to your wealth. You're saying that, oh, you know, I just work really hard, you know, and then you get these stupid memes that come up on Instagram that says, oh, you know, you got to have a CEO mindset, you know, sleeping mm-hmm. for two hours and working for 22 hours a day. And, you know, you'll be able to make it to where I am. It's just like, can you fuck off? They I need like my eight hours of sleep. Part, Thank you. Know? you. They skip the part where it's like, you know, so I started my business with a small loan of a million dollars from my father. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I just, like, I can't. It's not a matter of hating on rich people, blah, 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 blah. Because I know this is, that's where like it will start to go. Mm-hmm. But it's just the idea that, and okay, maybe I don't get it because, and or I say that I won't be able to step on somebody to get what I want to get simply because I'm not in that position. I'm not in the position to do that. Um, because I mean, so if someone said, "Come and slap your friend," and I'll give you a million. I probably would, but oh yeah, I would tell them to pick a cheek. No, but I'm... that's only because um, you know I, I would win the money, but you know I would give them a share. I'm doing. But it for then everybody. again, how are you talking about? <laughs> a, you're talking about a circumstance where you're going from not from having zero, but from mm-hmm. having less, mm-hmm. um, to having a life changing amount. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Not from having a hundred billion to having Mm -hmm. 160 billion that extra 60 billion is not something you're going to be able to spend in your lifetime so Mm. it doesn't matter whether you have it or not the extra people that you had to 
trample on to get the extra 60 billion was not necessary no <laughs> oh it's just crazy i can't i just can't get my head around it and it's just like okay so why does why is the wealth of others because why is it why does it concern you because i feel like there are better ways that this money can be used you've mm. acquired it and you know you've been blessed to be able to acquire this amount of money why don't mm -hmm. you bless others yeah most I'm not saying bless me, but there's people who don't who don't even have basics like clean water. Yeah, I mean, it's clean water. Like build a borehole or two somewhere. Unfortunately, a lot of those initiatives or charity donations are just so they can get tax relief, which is sad. But you know, um, it's the world that we live in. It doesn't surprise Mad me. Things. <laughs> but yeah with all that brings us mm. to the end of another episode yes thank you guys um, for listening it again it was fun mm -hmm. thank you for listening to the ramblings of two crazy black women because mm -hmm. we be talking we just be talking but thank you for listening guys um and we shall see you next episode bye adios